0: With, with all of these people uh moving to serve, uh, serverless or at least some of their kind of uh, some of their applications um it kind of it, it, there must be some kind of risks associated with this as well i mean what what kind of risks do serverless applications pose and i mean if if we're thinking about it and while we're talking about it what kind of uh, vulnerabilities uh, should companies be aware of when when switching over to uh, serverless architecture?
1: Yeah. So remember when you move to serverless, you're thinking about a a different architecture a little bit, right? So there's, there's not as much of a perimeter, really, there's not a perimeter. (laughs) Uh, Instead, folks are going to be able to directly access your serverless functions. And there's some uh, functions that you're going to want to set policy on. So they, they are publicly exposed. Other functions are going to be Internal. You don't want external folks accessing them directly, but there's there's kind of this sprawl of uh, a problem that happens with with serverless functions. You can start making a whole bunch of them, and then lose the lose the plot on who's supposed to be accessing whom. So uh, it's important to to think about you know th- this this new model in terms of like what vulnerabilities. Uh, there's the first kind we talked about, which is just, you know, you don't have your access uh, permissions set up correctly so that you're exposing things you shouldn't and you've over-permissioned things that you shouldn't. That's kind of one big category of vulnerabilities. There are also the same kind of traditional vulnerabilities that you would have in web applications or web APIs. You can have them in serverless functions too. So SQL injection, cross-site scripting, xxe, you know, all these kinds of problems can turn up in serverless code as well. And so, you know, you really need to have that piece buttoned down. And then uh, there's, so I call them supply chain problems, like uh, vulnerabilities in the open source libraries that you're consuming. You use uh, libraries when you're building serverless functions, you have the same problem. You can't use libraries that have known vulnerabilities in them. Seems obvious, but. We see, you know, almost every application has libraries that have known vulnerabilities in them. It'd be like building a car with parts that you know are going to explode on the highway. Uh, you just, you, you have to get on, on top of that. So kind of those three areas, like traditional vulnerabilities, libraries, and then IAM permissions, uh, kind of the three big areas that you got to focus on.
0: I got it. I got it. Yeah. And just going back to when you talked about the kind of sprawl of uh, serverless functions as as well. I mean, do you have a kind of a recommended approach on on how organizations should handle that? That, That's quite interesting.
1: Yeah. So I I think it's it's going to break your traditional asset management functions. If you try to do it, you know, manage those the same way that you used to manage like, you know, physical boxes in a data center, um, because you can, you can easily get millions of functions. They can get spun up and spun down really quickly. Um, so I think the key is to build some inventory management into your serverless environments, So there are products you can install. Contrast is one, so you can add to your serverless environment that'll automatically measure exactly what's there, not just functions, but S3 buckets and other resources, connections and so on, and, oh. and give you visibility into how your serverless environment works. That's kind of the first step to securing anything is getting your arms around, what are we trying to secure? Uh and so, you know, that, that's step one is get it built in so that you're, I think the key is don't think about it like a one-time activity. Think about it like an ongoing activity that every time you make a change to an environment, you're updating the inventory uh, so you know exactly what's running where. And it goes beyond just the functions. You got to understand where, you know, what open source you're using in those environments. Like imagine tomorrow, there's another log4j problem in some mm. other library. Mm. Well, you better be able to go to some, some dashboard somewhere and say, show me exactly where I'm using, you know, Apache Commons exec or some other library that has a vulnerability in it and and get on top of it really quickly. Cause you, you can't take, you know, days or weeks or months to respond, which is, that's what's happening with Log4J. There's still companies out there searching for where are we using Log4J. Mm. You can't take that long. The attacks start almost immediately. So you've got to be able to respond, you know, within hours at the most, it would be better if it was even faster than that.